everyone, and welcome to the Sojourn College podcast, where we engage in God's Word in a way that transforms us. I'm Kyle, and I'm on staff here at Sojourn College, and today as a guest, I have the honor of hosting uh, the one and only Michelle Foster. I said that last time with Jason, so I mean, y'all are the one and only. <laughs> I'm not so. that special then, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> also known on staff as Shells with a Z, and so uh, so yeah, we're going to be picking back up in James chapter 3, and Shells, you just want to say what's up real quick? Hey guys, I'm excited to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good managing in light of everything that's going on? Yeah, we're hanging in there. It's an adjustment, but it is. we're doing all right. It is, it is. All right, so today we're going to be picking back up in James chapter 3, and um, first off, Shells, can you just give us a quick overview of what's going on in chapter 3, and uh, really just what James is trying to communicate just through the way he's structured uh, this section? So. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this. Last summer, I took a sabbatical and actually got to study the book of James in depth. Um, I used this guy, his name's Douglas Moo, his commentary, a lot when I studied the book. And so just want to give him credit because it'll be a reference for a lot of what I'll share with you guys. Um, So this section of James chapter 3 really has two main movements. So Mm -hmm. the first verses 1 through 12, the first movement, it talks about the tongue, our words. And the second movement, verses 13 to 18, really discuss the difference between earthly and godly wisdom. Mm-hmm. So in that first movement, James starts by warning those who want to be teachers about the difficulty of controlling the tongue. And then he continues to unpack this warning by using a lot of illustrations to communicate just the immense power of the tongue. So that's kind of the first movement there. Mm-hmm. And the second movement um, is in verse 13 and till the end of the chapter, and James talks about wisdom. And so he distinguishes the difference between wisdom that's grounded in envy and jealousy and then Mm -hmm. wisdom that is from God and rooted in peace. And so he really makes the point that wisdom is demonstrated in our obedience to God, right? So, But when we're jealous and selfish, we're not wise, Mm -hmm. right? That's not genuinely Mm -hmm. following Christ. It's living from our flesh. Um, So God's wisdom produces purity, gentleness, mercy, good works, and sincerity. And peacemakers will sow a bounty of righteousness. That's what it says in there. And Mm -hmm. so this section will really flow into chapter 4 because James Mm -hmm. is going to address the issue of quarreling. Mm -hmm. And so this godly wisdom that's produced by peacemakers will serve as kind of that transition point into chapter 4. So those are the two big movements there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then how is it – it's also really connected back, right, to James chapter 1. Uh, to where you talked about, you know, being quick to listen um, and slow to speak and slow to anger. And then also just about like what somebody who's truly following Jesus and truly religious, as he says, who um, well, the one who thinks he's religious doesn't brittle his tongue and mm-hmm. deceives his heart. While the person who is truly religious um, has control over his tongue and actually demonstrates their work um, by caring for the poor mm-hmm. and for the orphans and the outcasts. And so, yeah, this is really a central piece that connects, looks backwards and also connects forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, yeah, this is, this section is really, really important. And so what se- what specific part of chapter three do you want to focus in on today in the devotion? Yeah. So I really want to focus on kind of that first movement that we talked about. So that issue of taming the tongue and specifically, I want to dig into just four verses. So verses three through six, um, there's just three really powerful illustrations in there that I think would be cool for us to impact. So do you want to read those for yeah. us, Kyle, James 3, 3 through 6? Yeah, yeah, I'll read those. So James chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 3. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. 
and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Thanks for reading that. Yeah, definitely. And so what would you say uh, is the main point you want us to walk away with today? Yeah, so the main point is this. It's pretty simple. Um, the tongue is powerful, so be careful with it, right? That's, so the tongue is powerful. Be careful with it. That's yeah. our big point. Yeah, that's good. It's, like, very clear <laughs> and, and, like, very poignant. Um, so let's let's dive into that a little bit. And so do you want to start with uh, these illustrations? Yeah, for sure. So the first illustration that we see is there in verse 3, right? So James uses the analogy of using bits in horses' mouths to direct their entire bodies, mm. right? So he's using this example of something small that controls something really big. So much like our tongues, right, or what we let come out of our mouth can mm-hmm. control us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first illustration. The second that he uses is in verse 4, and it's of a ship and a rudder. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know about your boating experience, Kyle, but back in high school, I gave crew a try. So I don't know. Do you know what crew is? Okay. It, I think that's the sport where you row, right? It's mm-hmm. also called rowing. Uh, that reminds me, my, my mom always jokes about that sport because she always says that she would be really good at it. Um, but not the rowing part. She said she would always be good at like just the yelling part. The person who sits in the yeah. front of the boat doesn't row at all, just sits back and yells commands. Um, so that's kind of a yeah running joke in our family. Nice. Yep. So that person is what I did when I rowed. I was not the rower. <laughs> I was the person that awesome. sat in the front of the boat and looked at every all the other rowers and gave them commands. Um, so I, I kind of decided to give crew or rowing a try because a lot of my best friends did it. And so I was like, okay, I'll do this. But I was too short to be a rower and so they're like okay you can be the coxswain so that's the person that kyle was describing right Mm -hmm. they give the commands um and kind of direct the boat but yeah another role that the coxswain has is to actually steer the boat Mm. and so i never knew that yeah i thought they were just yelling yeah no there's more to it than that um so they have a little mechanism essentially that we use to steer the boat and it controls the rudder um and so when I tried to do this, I literally had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I quickly learned that just the tiniest movements of that mechanism made the boat shift in, like, a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. So I remember during one of the practices, we were passing another boat that was pretty far off. And I started to get a little nervous. Um, you know, they coached me to make a really small movement to mm-hmm. keep us going in the right direction. But I guess I was just a little bit off, like a mm-hmm. millimeter or something off. And I steered our boat directly into another one that was coming the other way. Um, Mind you, each of these boats costs like thousands of dollars. So talk Mm. about a small thing having a very big impact. Yeah, definitely. And that was the end of my rowing career. I never went back to practice. (laughs) I left. I was too embarrassed. But yeah, when I think about this illustration that James uses here, I think of that experience and just seeing how such a tiny movement can have such a grave effect. Um, And so, yeah, just something that can be off by such a small amount mm. can really change our direction. Yeah. Yeah. And so to, through these two illustrations, we clearly see that small things can really have very large effects and can have a strong impact. Um, so how does this, how does that relate back to our words in particular? Yeah, it's a really good question. So if you look then in verse five, right, J- James relates these two illustrations back to the tongue. He says, so too, though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. And so James is really using these two illustrations to say that while the tongue is small, it boasts great things. It has power to direct us. Um, Douglas Moo in his commentary says that the tongue can control the direction of the individual, like their entire lives, right? When the tongue is not restrained, small though it is, 
the rest of ourselves are likely to be uncontrolled and undisciplined also. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jesus also kind of talked about maybe not, I'm not specifically, I'm thinking about the tongue, but just about what comes out of the mouth of a person, right? He says, it's not what comes in your mouth that defiles you talking about kind of the, the laws about eating certain mm-hmm. foods, but rather it's what comes out of your mouth because it's a reflection of what's actually going on in your heart, right? So what, what is externally going on outside of us is a, a sign and says something true about what is a reality inside of us, right? Um, yeah. Do you know where... Yeah, yeah, that's in yeah Matthew 15 as well. Okay. Jesus really talks about that. Um, yeah, like you just said, he says in verse 11, he's talking with a crowd, and it's like, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a person, but what mm-hmm. comes out, um, this defiles a person. Mm-hmm. And then later on in that chapter, he says, do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes mm-hmm. out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person, right? So mm-hmm. what comes out of our mouths reveals our hearts, and that's what defiles us. So Again, the tongue may be tremendously small, but it has such great control over our entire lives. And so I think that's, again, brings us back to that main point there is that the tongue is powerful. So we need to be careful with it. Yeah. And this is like really actually consistent with the rest of what James has been saying. Right. So he Mm -hmm. says faith without works is dead. And he's and in that we talked about last week how he's talking about a certain kind of faith. And so ultimately the works we do don't save us, but they reveal something true about mm. what's going on inside of us. And in the same way, it's the words that we speak um, are a reflection of where our heart is. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's just really consistent with a lot of what James has already been saying. For sure. Um, so yeah, what about the third illustration that James uses here? Yeah, so then, yeah, after these first two, James jumps into the third in verse five, and he uses this picture of a small fire setting ablaze to an entire forest. Um, I think it's really cool. We actually see that similar imagery between the tongue and a fire elsewhere in the Bible. So Proverbs Mm. 16, 27 says, a worthless person digs up evil and his speech is like a scorching fire. Um, And so I think about that and I think about what we see here in James and man, like fire is a really powerful image, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that grows. It's hard to put out once it's started. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I was studying this particular verse during my sabbatical, I just kind of asked the question, like, what is the connection here? Like between the tongue and fire and even more specifically hell? Like why does James, (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty strong language there. Why does James hone in on that connection here in verse six? Um, And when answering that, I kind of concluded, man, like, we see that the tongue can be used for great evil, right? Mm. And this evil and potential for evil is from Satan, right? It's from hell. Um, and mm. it can cause so much harm. And yeah. Moo even says in his commentary that Satan is the one who gives the tongue its great destructive potential. And so I think mm. that's why we see James making this connection here mm-hmm. um, between fire and hell and our tongues. Yeah. And I even just think about like in Genesis chapter three, right? Where Satan Mm. comes to Adam and Eve and like, what is it that he uses to deceive them? Like words, right? He uses words like, and he sows that seed of doubt for them to not trust God and not to trust God's goodness and what Mm. he's declared for them. And so really, yeah, we can see that. And the first sin it's it's a sin of, um, deception by Satan using words to convince Adam and Eve, uh, or to deceive them. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. So we see that the tongue can cause a lot of destruction, and I think we've both seen examples mm-hmm. of that, right? I can just think of uh, my grandparents. One of my one side of my family is more Republican. One side is more um, Democrat leaning and uh, or conservative and liberal, whatever terms you want to use. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some some hurtful arguments, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like those arguments consist of words and um, 
just certain things that can be very hurtful and very divisive, even within families. And yeah, have you have you seen that to be true in like in your life? Yeah, for sure. I feel like we see it all over, not only in like things that we witness other people abusing their words for hurt, but even I feel like ourselves, we can see. Mm-hmm. I know there's many times in my life I've seen that even. Yeah, just when I was studying this passage, like literally hours after studying it, I found myself in this situation where I just started talking really poorly about some people um, Mm -hmm. in a particular situation to my husband. And I found that the more and more I complained and gossiped, like the angrier I got, Mm -hmm. the more Mm -hmm. outraged I was, right? The more I kept complaining and gossiping, the more I kept complaining and gossiping. It just kind of continued. Um, And suddenly this thing that probably shouldn't have been a big deal became a really big deal. Um, and I saw that the fire of these words of grumbling and gossip started as just this tiny flame and they turned into that forest fire in my heart. And, and not only that, but it began to spread even to my husband where he started to get mm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about that, like, man, how ugly is that? Um, and I, I think about how powerful my words were that they started out something small and they just grew and grew and grew. Um, once I let that first complaint uh, yeah. come out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah we don't have to look too far in the mm-hmm. world for outside of us either either in our own lives and we've maybe said some things that we shouldn't have and then also just other people's words against us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely true. For sure, I feel like we even hear that phrase growing up all the time, like "oh, sticks and stones may break yep, my bones." Yeah, words, words will yeah. hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and that's it's a like, lie. That's not true. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, we all have words that have damaged us, like years past from when they were said, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. stick with us. Right. We believe lies about ourselves because they've been told to us in a moment of anger, maybe from a parent or a friend, mm-hmm. and we've even wounded others with our words because of our own lack of self-control and forethought. And so, I think we can really just underestimate this power of our words and their potential for hurt which i think just goes again back to that main point right the tongue is powerful so we need to be careful with it yeah yeah definitely so our our tongue and our words are very powerful can cause great destruction um but what would you say is the alternative what's the what would be Mm -hmm. like the reverse aspect of that yeah for sure i think verses 9 through 10 um, in this chapter really hone in on that for me it says with the tongue we bless our lord and father and with it we curse people who are made in god's likeness blessing Mm. and cursing come out of the same mouth my Mm. brothers and sisters these things should not be this way and Mm. right we see we see that possibility for destruction but it should not be this way Mm -hmm. right we Mm -hmm. can use our tongues for the glory of god when we are self-controlled and centered on jesus Mm. Um, it makes me think of like Ephesians four twenty nine, right? That says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up mm. according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so mm. I think we need to control our tongues. Yes, but we also need to use them for good and not yeah. destruction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the same way that our words can cause uh, like a great hurt to people, they mm. can also bring great healing to people's Absolutely. lives. Like as we speak um, truth and like love, um, and really encourage each other and build one another up. We can see that our words can can make a great impact for good. Um, sure. But yeah, we have to be careful because the tongue is powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what should we, uh, just kind of in closing here, what should we really walk away with? And do you have any questions for us to wrestle with this week? Yeah, for sure. So I think when I was thinking about those two questions that I think really come from this passage, and I think the first is, where have you let your tongue get out of control? Mm. Because I think about this, especially just this season we're in, right, Um, in the midst of social distancing, probably being cooped up with a certain amount of people, maybe it's your roommates, maybe it's your family. I think we can begin to get really lazy with our Mm -hmm. tongue, sometimes even vicious with Mm -hmm. it. Um, We're just not 
super self-controlled. Maybe even for some people, it's just online. I think sometimes when we're communicating virtually with all of our friends, it can be easier to, you know, mm-hmm. be more unkind or talk um, with more anger than usual or different things. Um, you know, it can come out as gossip, anger, complaining, unkind words. I think we really need to evaluate, yeah, where where have we been letting our tongue get out of control? And mm-hmm. um, as you guys identify that, I think it's important for us to repent to mm-hmm. turn to Jesus. Um, you might need to confess to someone that you've hurt with your words. Um, ask them for forgiveness. Um, go to, yeah, ask the Holy Spirit for self-control because yeah. I think he's the one that's going to empower us to mm-hmm. be self-controlled with our yeah. tongue. That's good. That, and that also reminds me of like just our culture values authenticity. And mm-hmm. sometimes that can be used as like a free pass to like say hurtful words, sure. right? Because it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just being authentic. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not an excuse mm-hmm. to like, so those kind of seeds of hurt and um, bring about destruction. And any, if anything, we should have a filter that catches and makes us reflect on what's going on inside of our heart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just thinking about. Absolutely. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah, I think we should. Yeah. That first question, evaluating where we've let our tongue get out of control. And I think on the flip side, the second question for us is how can you use your tongue for good today? Mm-hmm. Right. Who's someone you can encourage or maybe there's a truth you want to share with someone, somebody you can pray for. Um, I just want to encourage us all to like take advantage of today and maybe some of the extra time that you have on your hands right now in this season to just be intentional about using your tongue for building up and encouraging one another. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Well, Michelle, thanks for uh, coming on today. Absolutely. And um, thanks everybody for listening and tune in next week.